Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. I am trying to record this while my daughter is still asleep in the other room, so I apologize if you can't hear me that well. You might need to raise your volume on this one. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about your physical health. Because the Awakened Man is all about optimizing all aspects of your health. So today we're going to talk about your physical health and talk about crash dieting. And I'm surprised I have not covered crash dieting in any of the channels. Given my background of being a formerly overweight child and keeping the weight off for 30 plus years. And also because it's pretty pervasive. Crash diets in men and women are pretty pervasive. I think we we commonly think of them more with women who will catch on to some fad like the cookie diet, the cayenne diet, the whole 30 diet, the you know keto, whatever it is, and do some regimen. And you know these regimens, you know, and and they're, they they. They vary. I mean, some of them are actually, I would say, the principle of them is good. It's it's based on, on decent science. It's based on kind of a paleo diet where you should eliminate a lot of foods that we perceive to know to be toxic or at least that people have sensitivity toward, like dairy and flour, for example. And then some of them are just crazy. The apple cider vinegar diet, you know. And so... Why do people crash diet? Well, let's look at it this way. We know that the majority of Americans are overweight. I mean, if if somebody from 1840 America came to 2022 America, that's the first thing they would notice, aside from the technological differences, is how everybody's fat. I mean, we, we take it for granted because we're surrounded by it. But... My relatives would come from Mexico, and they were kind of like the the Spanish Mexicans. They were like European Mexicans. And they used to come in the 80s and 90s, my aunts and uncles. And they would, they would just, that's the first thing they would comment. They'd be like, why are there so many fat Americans? And that was back in the 80s and 90s. And it was, now it's even worse. But I think we get so used to it. So you know, why, did, why is there crash dieting? Well, because there's a problem, right? Problem, action, solution. The old Masonic mantra, there's a problem. The problem is there's a lot of obese people. Right? We're the fattest we've ever been in human history. We're certainly the fattest we've ever been in American history. So people on one level understand <laughs> that this is not good for them. We know obesity is not good for your health. Despite whatever you, you, you might hear that it's good to have a little fat around the abdomen. No, it's not. I mean, it's better to be 
pear-shaped than apple-shaped, but in general, obesity is increases your chances of other diseases. We call that comorbidity. So you're more likely to have, you know, simple things like even osteoarthritis, but definitely the metabolic syndromes, the high cholesterol, the hypertension, the diabetes, heart disease, strokes. It's a class one carcinogen, being obese, increases your chances of getting uh, cancer, especially if it's fueled by a high sugar diet, which let's face it, most people are obese. That's one of the reasons it might be obese. So the, it, it's a problem. We need we need to not be overweight. Now, we can blame big food, big pharma, all we want. And certainly there's tons of episodes here where we do that. But ultimately, we have to be responsible for what we put in our mouth, whether it be food, alcohol, drugs. Ultimately, you know, only we care about us. Nobody cares about us. McDonald's doesn't care about you. They just want your dollar. So people are overweight. Many of these people, not all, many of these people have substance abuse dependence. I wouldn't say substance abuse addictions, but many of these people drink too much alcohol. Many of these people drink too much sodas. Many of these people maybe um, do other vices in their life that aren't good for their health that can contribute to obesity. So there is a pressure, certainly among women, to stay relatively fit. And they have this pressure, certainly gone from teenage years all the way even to their 50s or 60s. You'll see women who are still dieting in their 50s and 60s. And part of me tells them, it's like, well, I understand you should do it for your health. But nobody's looking at you in your 50s and 60s. You're already in your invisible years. There's no point. So people are overweight and they want a quick fix. And the world of America today is the Papa pill mentality. It's the quick fix. That's why doctor visits are on average nine minutes. We want a quick fix. And so one way to quick fix in the old days, like 20 years ago, was to take a pill. But a lot of these pills ended up being bad for us, like Fen-Fen. A lot of them were like amphetamine-based. And so a lot of these were taken off the market. So since most people, I mean, you'll still find that eating disorder people do laxatives and antidiuretics and stuff like this. But most people aren't trying to lose weight that way. So many people will do these these um, crash diets, these 30-day diets, whether it be like an actual regiment, what they'll follow, like day one, day two, day three, day four, do this, 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 this. And again, some of them are I would agree with. You know, We should eliminate sugar. We should eliminate alcohol. We should eliminate flour the best we can. Or some of them are like juice fasts which I'm okay with for like a weekend to clear out the intestines, to give the intestines some rest, not to mention the, the kind of the, the boost that comes from the, the pure enzymes and, and vitamins and minerals you're getting from a good juice. But here's the problem with crash diet. I've mentioned this. I used to have a 10-part blog over at Naturopathic Earth called How I Lost Over 100 Pounds and Kept It Up for 30 Years. And episode one or entry one was you must change your paradigm. That is the number one way to keep your weight off is you have to change your paradigm. You have to change your your rubric to use a teacher term. You have to fundamentally alter your life. So like I talk about type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetics, when they're diagnosed, which is a major problem today in America, tons of diabetics, they have a choice. They can either pop pop a pill, pop in metformin, 
or they can radically change your diet, exercise, walk, and you know, do all these things, eliminate bad foods, eliminate alcohol. But most people will just pop a pill because they can't get off the junk diet or they can't give up their booze. They can't make the paradigm shift. So to keep your weight off, and losing weight is hard, but keeping it off is even harder. We know about 90% of people who lose over 50 pounds gain it back. And you got all the yo-yo dieting. And why is that? Because people, many people, do have the temperance and the forbearance to do a two-week diet or a three-week crash diet, especially when they start getting results. I mean, some of these crash diets is just simple starvation. Just limit your calories and starve yourself. Eat ketchup packets. I remember in college, I knew a girl who was regular weighted, was healthy, pretty girl. That's what she would do. She would just eat ketchup packets. At the time, I thought it was weird, but now in retrospect, I mean, she had an eating disorder. And that's the thing, you know, when I lost my weight right out, right before college, I, I would always be able to pick out people at the gym or people that I knew, uh, aside from this redhead, that had exercise or eating issues because I had exercise and eating issues. And you could typically identify these things because you see them in yourself. So the crash diet doesn't work because you're not changing your paradigm. All you're doing is putting your body in this like emergency fight or flight mode where like, okay, 20 days, 20 days, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in 20 days. And so they'll get off of alcohol if they can. I mean, some people don't. They'll just change their diet, but they can't give up their beer because they're, they're alcohol addicted. They're alcohol dependent, I should say. And go to the episode on that. If you want to know if you're alcohol dependent, for women, it's more than four, more than 10 drinks a week. For men, it's 14. But ultimately, the crash diet or the fast or whatever you want to call it, the modified change from your normal eating has to end. And then when that happens, many people are happy. Oh, I've lost 10 pounds, da, 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 whatever it is. But then what happens? They go back to the standard American diet. They go back to what they were doing before. And then lo and behold, they gain the weight back within X amount of time. And then many people will gain more weight back. And then in a year later, oh, I'm going to do another one of these crash diets for 30 days. And so it's never, it's always like one step forward, two steps back, or one step forward, one step back for decades. And they just don't get it because they just don't understand. It's like if you want to lose weight, and again, weight maintenance is much harder than weight loss, let me tell you, you have to fundamentally change your paradigm. And so in this case, what would, what would that be? So for these people who go through the crash diet, you know, you can eliminate, let's say, wheat flour for 30 days but think about it we've talked about this because i've i have recipes at naturopathic earth like 400 of them where they're like paleo or modified paleo because i don't think most people can nor should they go their entire life no bread no pasta no muffins no danishes nothing flour based and then no dairy, so no ice cream and cheese and, and, and butter. I mean, what kind of life is that? And you look over at Europe, the Europeans don't do that, and they stay fit. So what are they doing right that we're not doing right? Well, there's a lot of things. <coughs> Their food is not nearly as corrupted as our food, but they have a active, more active lifestyle. So 
what you have to do is change your paradigm. So for these people who crash diet, and I've never crash diet in 30 to almost 31 and a half years. Stop and don't crash diet because ultimately what you're doing is you're going back to your vices. So what's the better remedy? Don't have vices. So yes, we can stop eating flour for 30 days, but I would tell you that's not something that most people can do forever. Now, if you're gluten tolerant, if you have celiac disease, well, those people don't really have a choice, but most people don't have that, even though they think they have that, even though they've never been tested or have done an elimination diet. I would tell you, do a paleo modified low carb diet where you still can eat bread. I mean, who wants to go to an Indian restaurant and not get warm naan? I mean, what kind of life is that? What kind of life is never having ice cream? So it's this life of the crash diet is a life of extremes. And those just are not maintainable. They're not viable lifestyles. I wouldn't even call them diets. They're just not viable. So a paradigm change would be get off the alcohol completely. You know, a lot of people who are overweight, and they, 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 they look at the diet, like, i got to change my diet, but they can't look at the fact that alcohol is just empty calories. It's just, especially if you're drinking mixed drinks and beer, it's just empty calories. But they can't fathom a life without alcohol. They can't because they're alcohol dependent. But again, if you change your paradigm... That means I'm not going to drink alcohol, maybe two servings a month. And I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to try to eat as little refined sugar, middle aisle crap food as I can. I'm going to get off of sodas completely. I'm not going to drink calories anymore unless they're from healthy smoothies that I make. Maybe kombucha here and there. That is permanent change along with daily exercise, good sleep, lowering your stress, all these biohacks, fasting. These are permanent paradigm changes that can be made that will have vast changes. And therefore, you wouldn't have to do the crash dieting every year, twice a year, da 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 da, da. If you can just stop drinking alcohol, stop drinking your calories, and clean up your diet. And that is the ideal is to change your paradigm. Because if you change your paradigm, you have much more likely chance of keeping your weight off. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please subscribe and follow me on Spotify and on Apple. Post an honest review. I would appreciate that. Also, check out the link for Naturopathic Earth, the website, especially for this episode. It's very appropriate given there's tons of articles and uh, recipes over there. Also, there's a link for PayPal if you want to make a donation. Lastly, subscribe and follow to The Awakened Man to the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and Confessions of an Obese Child. And Confessions of an Obese Child would be a great podcast for those of you guys who are trying to lose weight. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.